Hello, everybody. Are we live? I'm definitely live. Okay. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nadeem, head of marketing at Digital Surge, and this is Jude, digital marketing specialist at Digital Surge, which heavily. Uh, Anyway, I can't even speak right now. It's a little bit too early. Um, I actually, before we even wanted to get right into it, I wanted to say I had an interesting thought on the way here. You know, sometimes in life you have this kind of like something happens and you get like a revelation. So I was on my scooter on the way to work <clears throat> and I basically don't stop at lights. I don't stop at red lights. I'm a bit of a rebel. I'm a, you know, I'm pretty hardcore like that. <laughs> and, and there was a whole bunch of people across the road that were waiting for the light. And I looked left and right and was like, oh, there's no cars. And so I zoomed off on my scooter. There was like five people on the other side, all on their phones. They saw me going across and they were like, and they, <laughs> and they started walking and the cars went vroom, vroom, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> and and you, know what's, you know what's crazy about this? And I just was like kind of laughing, like you guys didn't even walk. And instantly what clicked in my mind was, this is the importance of doing your own research. Don't just do what other people are doing because you'll get a different result. I, that like blew my mind. So on the way to the rest, of, all the way to the, to the office, I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. I have to share that. Wow. Is it instantly showed in like real time? That's the importance of doing your own research. It's not enough to just watch what someone else does and do it because unless you understand why they're doing what they're doing, you're not going to get the same result. And those people literally all almost died because, because they just saw me going across the road and was like, oh, it must be a green light when it wasn't. But I did my due diligence of left, right, like you learn in primary school. Yeah. They didn't. And they could have died, which is crazy. Or, well, you know, at the very least get hit by a car. But it was nuts. Like all, the, the, the mind-blowing thing for me is all of them started crossing the road. <laughs> Not one, like all of them. So I just thought, I just, I just wanted to start that out because <laughs> it is, you know, it, you learn in day-to-day -day life. And that was like, that's the importance, everyone, of do your own research. Don't, don't just do things because someone else is doing it. <clears throat> anyway, so... On today's topic, technical analysis. Um, and before I get to that, uh, for those who got the email, there is $500 in cash prizes being handed out today. The email did say it's $500 for one person. However, I would like to hear if the people viewing would prefer five winners of $100 each. If you would prefer that rather than just one winner for $500, just comment, just say $100 in the comments. And But if you would prefer the one winner for the $500, just say $500. So we'll kind of tally up the difference between that as we continue on with the live stream. The winner will be the winner or winners will be announced uh, towards the end of the live stream. <coughs> okay, Jude, how are you this morning? Good, a little, uh, you know, tired, but... Tired? Not getting enough sleep? Yeah, I mean, getting enough sleep just probably need some <clears throat> caffeine this morning. Yeah. A cup of. Yeah, caffeine. Caffeine or a bull run. They do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought <clears throat> it'd be a great, well, I guess we collectively thought talking about technical analysis would be a nice little next step in this adventure of this YouTube channel. And as always, we want to provide real tangible, valuable um, information and also from a place of personal experience. So 
Something that's super important to me personally, I know for you as well, um, particularly with this YouTube channel at Digital Search, we basically will only talk on things that we have done and know about and we'll only talk to the level that we have experienced. We won't uh, overestimate anything and when we want to talk in depth on topics that maybe we are not high level experience on, we'll bring in a guest who is high level experience. So we actually have someone in the office by the name of Christian and I'm hoping I can convince him, he's a bit camera shy, but I'm hoping I can convince him to come on for an in-depth TA because the guy is as good as it gets. Uh, this guy trades like I've seen nothing before. I don't think that's a sentence, but you get the idea. Anyway, so, but to give a little bit of background check, both of us have done TA. Um, maybe I'll let you just talk on your experience on TA and then I'll talk on my experience on TA and then we'll get into the topics. I know there's a bit of a difference, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I'm still a beginner compared to the rest of the office. But for me, uh, my experience with technical analysis was more because I was trying to take control of my finances. <clears throat> um, when I first got into investing, I learned about the whole... Do well, actually, I didn't learn about how to invest. I just put money in something. And let's say I had like a few thousand dollars. And I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a great investment. I just put all my money in there. And then obviously you put your money and then you realize maybe in like two weeks or a few days it drops you know, below the price you got in at. Yep. And then um, I started hearing more about like, you know, using technical analysis to invest where you do your fundamental analysis first to determine if something's a great investment. Mm. And then you do technical analysis to determine if like, what's the best price mm. to get in mm. with that investment. Um, obviously, maybe we'll touch more on like mm -hmm. the different uh, types of trading and how technical analysis can be used in, in that regard. Uh, but yeah, so that's how I got into technical analysis, just more from that perspective of like, when's the best time to get in versus do I dollar cost average into an investment? Yeah, yeah. cool. Did you want to just share briefly like when you started learning about TA and just kind of, because uh, I know it's something recent, but just yeah. so people have like a bit of ideas, I think it's good to have different perspectives of where we're a uh, different um, journey in TA. Yeah, so I, I mean, I got into TA uh, partly, <laughs> I was watching a YouTube channel um, called Invest Answers. And he was always talking about like, you know, oh, like he, for example, he never does, um, he never just gets into an investment. Like if he, even if he does his research and see something's great, he's always like, oh, my target is like a dollar to get in or a hundred dollars or whatever it is to get into this investment. And so I was like, okay, how is he doing this? And I was so confused by some of the things I was saying. I was talking about like Bollinger Bands and, you know, RSIs and a whole bunch of like terms that were just like, you know, so confusing, it sounded like magic. Um, and so I think I was in the office one time, um, just, you know, I, we came up in a casual conversation and you mentioned that you actually um, uh, had learned technical mm. analysis uh, and also Stu as well, uh, who's behind the camera, behind the camera mm. who puts mm. all this together. Making us look us. pretty. Exactly. Um, and so he, he also does technical analysis and a few times he had done some, you know, TA stuff and it was like really interesting and he 
was spot on. Mm-hmm. And so you introduced me to somebody um, and I went and watched a few videos and I, I was like, I was blown away because it felt like magic. It mm-hmm. felt like he was predicting everything that was happening. I remember I was at home, I was watching the video um, and my wife was there and all of a sudden I jump out of my chair and I was like, oh my God. And I, <laughs> like I, I kid you not, I jumped out of wow. my chair. I, I, I walked out of the uh, my home office <laughs> and I was just like, I was pacing about for a bit because I, I couldn't believe what I had just seen. Wow. And it just felt like a whole new world had been opened up to a me. A whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. so yeah, it just it just felt awesome. It felt like magic. It felt um, it felt good too because one of the things that I never used to believe was that people could actually control their finances, mm-hmm. and so being able to see and touch like coming to that world of technical analysis mm-hmm. was like another tool Sometimes. that yeah would help me take control of my yeah. investing. Sweet. So you've only about TA like what a few weeks, few months, few months uh, maybe, few months, yeah, few, few months, months, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So on my end, um, before I started working at Digital Surge, um, I was part of my own company previously, and I was looking to exit that to go full time into this crypto world. Um, I think the first time I heard about Bitcoin was like 2015, 2016. And ever since then, I was like, this is the future. But I just never got into it fully. And running my own company and stuff like that consumed a lot of my time. But around like 2018, 2019, I started really thinking about it. And then, yeah, I think like 2020, I was like, all right, I need to find it. I need to find some way, whether it's a job or this or that, to like get into crypto. And in 2020, basically, my thought was like, all right, I'll become a full-time day trader. And so I started a little journey on day trading. <clears throat> I think I was in the US at the time. And I went hardcore into like all these YouTube guys, TA, this, that, and blah, blah, blah. And kind of similar thing. They were talking about you know this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it was a bit confusing. And, and so it's quite interesting in the sense of... <sighs> I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but (laughs) um, it's kind of like when you are at a certain level of experience in a different field, you gain a certain level of understanding and wisdom that allows you to kind of have like a bit of a BS detector. So it's like even if you don't fully understand something, certain things you just know. Like for example, you have an engineering background. Because of your engineering background, you might not even know the subject, but there's like principles that you know in engineering where it's like, I don't understand this, but I know that that's wrong because there's certain principles in life that are in everything. And it's like, you just have that kind of experience. It's like the same way with maybe like startup investors or angel investors and stuff like that. They can know whether they should invest or not invest in a business that they've never been in. Like let's say someone's only ever been in tech and they can tell if a, a business that's in the beauty industry is successful or not. Not because they know anything about beauty or they know anything about makeup or anything like that, but it's because they know principles. So it's kind of like I've, I've always, I've, I've always kind of trusted that. So when I was watching certain YouTubers talking about TA, I didn't understand anything about TA, but just certain things weren't lining up for me. There, there was, there was, 
I'll give like one example. So this is kind of like my business mind coming in. I was watching this one guy who was really popular. <clears throat> and um, so, I mean, at the time, he was really popular. I mean, uh, young kid, he was uh, like 17, 18, and that was like a red flag for me. Um, again, principle based. Like, I'm, I'm all for kid geniuses, but uh, you're a kid. You don't know anything about life. I don't care, like, how smart you are or how smart you think you are. You haven't experienced life. Uh, it's just, there's, you just, you come to that understanding as you age. As you get into your 30s, your late 20s, your 40s, it's, it's a different world as when you're in your teenagers. You realize, like, oh, I thought I knew what I was talking about, I actually didn't. Anyway, so first red flag, the kid was young. Um, the couple next red flags for me was like he was talking, but I couldn't understand him. So it's like someone who really is good at something, they're able to simplify it. Anyone who's not able to teach someone simply what they know isn't, you can't be a good teacher unless you truly understand the thing that you're teaching. And you can't teach what, you can't teach something that, you don't fully understand. And if you're not able to articulate it in a simple manner to someone else to learn and understand it, it means you yourself don't truly understand it. So it's like these are just things I've learned in life. And so I'm listening to this guy and I'm getting like more confused. And I'm like, what is going on? Like this doesn't make sense. And you might fall into the trap of like, oh, I'm just learning or whatever. But it's like <clears throat> people who really understand it are able to teach it in a way that you understand it. That's like a principle in life. <clears throat> If you're not able to understand it and they're not able to teach you it in a way that you can understand, it doesn't mean that it'll be easy, but it should be understandable. They should be able to break it down into a beginner level, an intermediate level, an advanced level, and then like X increase from that. So anyway, I watched this guy, blah, blah, blah. One of the major red flags I really like talking about is the fact that he's a young kid, etc. He had a YouTube channel about 50,000 or I think, or maybe 60, 70,000 subscribers. And this guy had courses left, right, and center. This guy had so many courses. And the weird thing to me was like, I, I mean, in, in hindsight, if you're actually really good at TA, you can make so much money, it's not even funny. And it also consumes a lot of your time to the extent where you wouldn't have time to make courses. If your entire business model is developing courses, unless you're a company, but see, this is the difference. If it's a company who's developing educational courses for how to TA versus an individual, that person is spending all their time developing courses. So if they're really that good at TA, they wouldn't do that because the best ROI is in their TA. And I have heard, I've heard these guys try and defend that and they go, well, yeah, I make a lot of money on TA, but like this is passive income. It's like, dude, like if you're really good at TA, no amount of passive income on some courses is gonna match how much you're gonna make on TA. Like if you're really good at TA, you're making hundreds of thousands to tens of millions, depending on where you're at in the scale. Even if you're average, you, 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 after a few years, you're gonna work your way up to like half a million to a million a year consistently. You know, your, your little crappy courses is not gonna do that that are selling for like $20 a pop. Anyway, I've gone a little off track here. My point is, <laughs> I went through this journey of like listening to so many different YouTube channels, studying, I'd spend like eight to 10 hours a day, literally eight to 10 hours a day, learning, 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 watching videos, watching videos. And then out of nowhere, I came across this guy and I'll share it with you, but you know, 
Do your own research. Don't take everything to the bank. His name's Cotton Candy. It's not spelt how it's pronounced, but his channel's Cotton Candy. I watched this guy and I was like, oh, that's how you TA. The difference between him and everyone else is, and this is kind of learnt from experience, like when I first watched him, I was like, oh, everyone else is a scam. They don't know what they're talking about. It's all fake. But the reality is that like it actually still works. So it's like, it's not that it's a scam. It's just a less efficient way to produce results. Because the difference between Cotton Candy, the way he does TA and the others, and I know you know Cotton Candy and Stu, like we all learnt from Cotton Candy on this table. The difference is Cotton Candy teaches from principle base, from the principle level, first principles type of thing. Where other TAs, they are talk, they don't know that there's a deeper level of principle at play under things. They'll call things like an upside down teacup, something like that. A cup and handle. A cup and handle. Ascending triangle. Ascending triangle, like these things which work. And, 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 you know, funnily enough, I have people that I know who do this and they kill it. And I'll go into detail of why they kill it, even though the TA that they've learned isn't the highest, most level efficient TA. But I'll go into that. It's, it's to do with the kind of the emotional side of trading and stuff like that. But anyway, my point is because I had that level of experience of business, I knew the difference between someone who's teaching something that doesn't understand the why. They just understand the what versus someone who understands the why and the what. And you can't understand the why without understanding the principles. So basically what I'm saying is in my journey, I found that, and it was very hard to find that person. I have not found another person who teaches principles the why. Everyone else is teaching the what. They, they don't know why something happens. They just know what it means when it happens. This guy understands the why and can teach you how to detect the why before it happens and becomes the why. That's kind of, anyway. So I went on this little journey of um, TA, trying to become a day trader. Uh, did it for like six months. Um, and uh, it was intense. It was, it was bonkers. I did like leverage trading, uh, left, right, every platform you can think of, 50X, 20X, 100X leverage. I did shorts, I did longs, I did futures, I did like everything. And um, I, I might just leave it there because I feel like I just talked for like 10 hours. But that that's kind of like a little bit of kind of my small beginning journey into TA. And kind of what I wanted to talk about was maybe just your thoughts also on kind of the difference between learning from someone who knows the why versus learning someone who only knows the what. And I think that's like the key takeaway for the viewers of when you're trying to find a place to learn TA to understand the difference between someone who's just explaining what has happened and what that means versus someone who can explain why it happened and what that means. Because if you can understand the why, you can predict it before it even happens. Yeah. Um, based on the little that I've learned so far, um, and just generally speaking, everything is based on human psychology, essentially. Mm. Right? And so when you're, they're talking about like the why, they're obviously trying to go deeper and make you understand like, you know, the human psychology of things. Mm. It's the same thing when you're 
building a website or building a business, whatever it is, like you need to understand like what motivates people to take certain types of action. Yeah. Right. And so even with trading and the whole technical analysis thing, like for the most part, the fundamentals, according to, you know, con candy is like the whole accumulation and distribution or essentially people having targets, targets mm-hmm. where they want to get in and targets when they want to get out. Um, some people don't really understand um, some of those principles. Uh, just talking, like you said, oh, this is an ascending triangle, this is a cup and handle. Like, why is it ascending? Why mm. is it descending? Why it was there a so-called cup and handle? Mm. Why was there a so-called head and shoulders, as they say? Uh, you know, and those are the things that he's sort of like explaining. Um, <clears throat> and so I think that's where the difference is. Because like, if, for example, you see what might look like the beginnings of a head and shoulder and somebody's told you, oh, when you see this small triangle and this big one, mm. it's probably going to form you know, a head and shoulder. And then you now try to make a trade based on that. Yeah. It might not necessarily work the way yeah. you expect it to. Yeah. But if you really understand like what's going on in that entire process, then you're able to say, okay, that's not what's going to happen. Mm. You know, maybe it's going to dip some more. And so you might yeah. want to short the position or maybe it's going to do as it says yeah. an ETC. Um, or even maybe it's not going to be a head and shoulder. Maybe it's like, you know, building some momentum and it's about to go on some wild mm. run or something of that nature as well. Mm. So those, those type of things I think is important because uh, if not, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And I think uh, the the main thing that I'm learning from uh, Cotton Candy is the fact that like you don't lose money unless you get into a trade. Mm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That that that's what that's he said. Good. Like it's literally the art of when to get in. Yep. Like that's what he's like really trying to teach people. Very disciplined. Yeah, be very disciplined. Like if you miss it by zero point zero one, just leave it. Just leave don't it. Don't FOMO. You didn't lose any money. You didn't gain any money. Yeah. There's nothing gained or lost. Uh, and some people might, you know, feel like, oh my God, I missed it. If I just got in and rode the wave, blah, 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 blah. And then you do it the next time and then <laughs> you get burnt. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's like where uh the whole principles thing comes in um i think um just on that note with uh ta so something interesting so there's like kind of two parts here that i i I wanted to talk about it's like one where do you go to find the right person to teach you about ta because right now we're talking about excuse me we're talking about like there's basically two types there's people who know the the what um and and what that means and can recognize the what. And then there's people who know the why, which is before the what. So you obviously, if you know the why and and the what, you'll be able to get in earlier than, so most people just know the what is basically what I'm saying. However, the, <clears throat> the thing that I'd have learned since then, because when I first dived in, I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit of an extremist at heart. For those who know me, they know that very well. <laughs> and I basically was like, oh, all other TA people are just, they're, they're liars, they're scammers, they're this, that, blah, 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 blah. And some of them are actually scammers and they're just making money off their courses like 100%. But what I've learned in that like, I think I did, maybe I, I might have done trading actually for more like nine months. I went hard. Like I, I was doing, I must have been averaging 80 to 100 hours a week for like three to four months of just like learning 
trading, learning, trading, learning, trading. This was at the beginning of COVID. I was in, um, I was in quarantine for two weeks. I literally did like 15 hour days every day. I was on like plus 500. I was on this, I was on that. I was doing stocks, I was doing crypto. I was killing it. Like it was, I remember my literal first trade, like I learned TA for a month straight, didn't do a single trade. Spent like a couple hundred hours doing that and my first trade, sorry, my first week, I, I was $1,500 positive and I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm gonna take over. Anyway, my point here, can we get distracted? <laughs> my, point, my point here, we need like a, promo, a, 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 prompt. a prompt or something. Like, Nadeem, shut up. <laughs> Stay on topic. My point here is what I have learned looking back and the people that I've come into contact with, especially since I've come into digital surge and really come into the cryptocurrency um, industry and the connections of all people of walk, walks of life, I have come across tremendously successful people who have done TA the way that I would I would personally say is not the most efficient way. But what I've learned when I was doing trading is you can know the best way to do TA, but if you haven't got your principles and your rules in place, your emotions under control, your discipline under control, you'll never make money. And you could have a far less like less superior trading tactic, but if you're consistent with your rules, you never FOMO, you have full emotional control, you're disciplined, etc. you'll make more money than the best traders. Because really, have you ever read um, Trading in the Zone? <clears throat> it's a great book, everyone. For those, for those who, you'll get inside of like what it takes to be a day trader. Literally, for the most part, it comes down to your emotional control and the discipline of sticking to your rules. And and by rules, I mean something along the lines of, um, you know, uh, let's say you have a one to three ratio is one of your rules, which means you every single trade, the worst case you lose a one to three ratio and the best case is you triple your money. Every single trade. So every buy-in should be one to three. Every sell should be one to three. So it's like, or another rule would be like, every single trade you ever do for the next three months, the stop loss will, never, will always be 0.5% or it'll always be 1%. And the ROI that you will always sell at is 50%. And you don't do any trades that don't fit that criteria and you stick to that no matter what, day in, day out, day in, day out. So what, Mark, I think his name is Mark Douglas, very famous, uh, he's a guy who wrote uh, Trading in the Zone. So what he basically said through his like 20 years investigation of being on Wall Street and stuff like this, working with tr day traders who made tens of millions a year, was literally, there was all walks of life of ways of doing day trading and TA, but the reality came down to the emotional control aspect and the discipline aspect. The people who developed rules, and the rules can't just be off nothing, like they actually have to have some merit to them, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best merit, but some merit. Those who were the most consistent, completely detached from their emotions or able to control them, was super disciplined, you know, if they said, like one of your rules could be, like uh, Mark Douglas even talked, so he had, uh, this is quite interesting, to give you an idea of like, <clears throat> the importance of your rules and the importance of understanding your kind of where you're at mentally and emotionally. He had a client that would gross, I think it was like 20 million in one year. And this guy hired Mark Douglas, paid him a bunch of money to make him a better trader because at the end of every year, his net was only 5 million. 
But at like nine months into the year, his net was 20 million. And then towards the end of the year, it would come down to a net of five. So the guy's still making like five million a year day trading, which is wild, like net. But always every year, he would actually be making quadruple that, but he would lose it. And so what this guy, Mark Douglas, this was, he, this was kind of one of the things he used to do, like one-on-one uh, coaching. He lived with this guy, I think for like two weeks, stalked, like stalked him. When does he go to bed? When does he work? Followed him around every single day. What did he eat? What does he eat? This, that, blah, blah, blah. And he analyzed this guy and found that a, like the guy would go in at when the market would open. I can't remember. It was like 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. or whatever. And for the first four hours, he would notice that this guy would be just on fire. He'd be making like every trade's like killing it. And he'd come out on average, um, I think some, some weeks he would come out at like half a million. But then what he found was he would uh, his trading shift was about eight hours. And what he found was after the fourth hour, his uh, accuracy would start dipping. Mm. And so on the fourth hour, he'd be up to like half a million. But by the eighth, it'd be down to like 200, 150,000. So the guy made 150,000 for the day. But he noticed a pattern that on the four-hour mark, he was always significantly higher. And so what, after his two weeks observation, he literally was like, all right, you need to cut how many hours you're working off. Because you, you just your cognitive just starts decreasing and you actually lose money. So the guy made the adjustment and then he started hitting his 20 million every year because he worked 50% less. Now, this doesn't necessarily work with everything, but for something like TA and day trading, for this particular individual, it worked really well. Now the lesson here is, there's multiple lessons. Maybe doing less hours is better, but not necessarily. But for this guy, the, the lesson is he has a rule now in place that he only trades four hours a day, no matter how much he feels like he could make more. And in some cases, maybe he would make more. But the principle is averaging out over a course of 100 trades. If you stick consistent to your rules, you it's... <laughs> I used to have a little gambling addiction. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the importance of rules. The problem with my gambling addiction, Jude, ask me what my problem was. What was your problem? I didn't lose. <laughs> that was the problem. I didn't lose. It was really bad. <laughs> I had a serious problem with blackjack and I didn't lose. I learned how to count cards. I don't think I should say that out loud, but I learned the system around blackjack and I didn't lose. But you know what? I read all these books and this and that and you know when to do this and that and blah, 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 blah. When to split and all the odds on everything, when to hit. But the thing is, if you ever listen to your emotions, it's not only, you don't just lose that, that hand. You lose the next six hands because you mess up the rhythm of the debt, like for those who, who know blackjack, you know you know if a table's hot or cold. <laughs> it's starting to get a little serious with the blackjack thing. When it's hot, if you mess up too many times, you ruin the rhythm of like face cards keep on coming out. That's when like a when it's hot, you know it's hot. You you just can tell when okay the next like multiple hands it's going to be like sixty percent face cards. You're going to hit twenties and twenty and blackjacks just nonstop. But if you second guess yourself and you don't like tap into those rules. You mess it up and you, and you could have had like six hands in a row and then now it's just like six, seven hands are a mess. You know that you always should tap. It's been a while. I've, I haven't gone to casino for a few years, but it's like on a 13, you always, you always tap on a 13, I'm pretty sure. Always, no matter what. Doesn't matter what you feel, doesn't matter what's on the table. Always hit 13, always hit 13. 
be, just because of the ratio. And it's like if you have 17 and the dealer has a face card, you always hit if it's a normal blackjack. Even though it's 17 and it's like, oh, but 17, you know, as long as they get a six, as if they get a seven, depending on the rules, you either don't lose money or, or, you, or you lose your money. There's rules. My point is this, there's rules. But with seven teams, the goal is to get 21. Psychologically, you're like, oh man, it's so close to 21. But the rules say, if the dealer has a face card, hit if you're on 17. You always hit, no matter what. And the reason is not because you will win that card or that hand necessarily. The reason is because on average, the next 10 hands, as long as you stick to your rule set, you'll be up rather than down. And that's the thing that don't miss. So what happens in trading, right, it's the same principle. You have a rule set, you stick to it. You have a moment in time where you're like, oh, and you don't stick to it. Even if you stuck to it, you might have still lost it. That's not the point. It's averaging at out. That's how you win. Because when you know how to like play blackjack properly, the f it's only in your favor like 51%. It's not much. It's like 52, 53, 51%. It's hardly anything, but it's an edge. And the only way you can keep that edge in your favor is you never break the rules and you're always consistent. It's the same principle with trading and with TA. You gotta come up with rules, you gotta test your rules, you gotta A-B test your rules. Like we do in marketing, you A-B test everything. You come up with a theory, you do a small amount of money, you come up with your five to 10 rules or whatever, and you say for the next 30 days, I'm gonna follow these rules. One of your rules might be, I'm not gonna do a trade more than $50, no matter what. One of your rules might be, I'm only gonna trade two hours a day, no matter what. Whatever it is, right? <clears throat> and you test it, see what the results are. One of your rules might be, I'm gonna, no matter what, I'm gonna uh, do 30 trades in 30 days, right? What, it, like, whatever. These are like the real basics. You do that, you A-B test with a small amount of money, the same way if we're doing Facebook ads, right? If, we, if you and I come up with a new idea, do we put $1,000 on ad spend straight away? No. How much, like you put a small amount, yeah. you test it out, you see how a customer's reacting, are they liking it? And then as you get a reaction, you slowly increase the ad spend. It's the same thing with day trading. You should go through an A-B test process on a 30-day cycle or a seven-day cycle, you stay consistent, and you keep on tweaking your theories and you keep on tweaking the way you do things, and that is how you eventually get to a place where you will win all the time. What do you have to say all about that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really, really long one. It was. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, coming from an engineering background as well, um, and from what you're saying, like learning technical analysis, not like, I guess your own rules you're talking about is more like behavioral rules, mm. sort of. And so what I'm doing, because I don't know if it's an engineering thing, I'm looking more from like a process kind of basis. Mm. So like if I'm, I'm building like a checklist of things I have to go through before, like to make sure I have all the information I need to determine mm -hmm. if a trade is, you know, go or no go. Yep. And then I'm also like looking at weighting the different indicators or whatever it is to say, okay, this might have like a weight of 25% or whatever percent. And if I see like, and then for me, it's like, okay, if I do my stuff and I come up with like a 90% chance that something's going to happen, mm. then I go for it. If it's below like 90%, I'm not going to touch yep. it. That kind of a thing. So that those are the kind of like... That's rules. Yeah, those are rules. Yeah, yeah, but like it's more from, I guess, it's just an engineering thing for me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to create like a process I need to go through. Mm. Like if I don't see certain things as well, like yep. that means, okay, the percentages obviously change. Am I going to still go for the trade? Yep. Probably not mm. because like I didn't see this, I didn't see that. So it's like, 
a no for me. Yeah. Um, obviously, maybe with experience, I might be able to develop like more rules yeah. for like different types of scenarios yeah. and things like that. But as, as a beginner, uh, you know, like you said, you want to start with something and then test it and only make sure when you see certain, you know, things checked off your list, you go for it. Yep. And I think that's that may be uh, a way to help with the emotions. Cause I, I, we had this conversation and you were saying, oh, like, you know, if I was going to get into it and, you know, uh, would I be emotional if I was going to use like leverage on a trade? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, as an engineer, like before, like it's as very, a superior, it's very, it's, <laughs> it's very different. Like I've, I've worked on like when I was doing my master's, for example, work on projects where mm. we're building machines, if you will. Yeah. And so you go through like this entire process and you're about to like hit the button <coughs> for this thing to run. Right. Mm. And you have no choice but to hit the button. Like you, you can't be there second guessing yourself. Is this going to work? Is that not going to work? You have to, you followed your checklist. You know, it's, you know, whatever it is, whatever happens, you sort it out later, yeah. or you go for it. Yep. And, and that's the kind of mindset. So I'm like, for me, there's no emotion. It's just like, did my, did I go through my checklist? Was it good? Was it bad? Like yep. if it was bad, okay, no go. If it was good, yep. go for the trade. I'm not yeah. going to be there like, oh, formulating in, formulating out because mm. I know the consequences yeah. of bringing my own bias or emotion into anything. Yep. It can be like very disastrous. For sure. You know. I, I want to ask you, uh, can you believe we've almost already done 45 minutes? <laughs> it's crazy. I want to ask you though, in your opinion, do you think technical analysis, well, actually, sorry, day trading in particular or technical, no, let's say day trading. Do you think day trading is for everyone? Uh, definitely not. I don't think so. Um, like you said, like people who are, I think everybody needs to first off understand themselves mm. uh, and know the kind of person you are. If it's somebody who's going to be emotional, mm. then 100% technical analysis is not for you. Mm. Uh, so, so day trading rather day is trading. not for you, yep. right? Because I think everybody should know technical analysis. That's a different thing altogether. But yep. like day trading, no, it's definitely yep. not for everybody. I would agree. Um, and, and I can like... I'm very competitive. I like to be the best in anything I do. The reason I stopped day trading and went back to my roots of like business and, and working at Digital Surge was literally I knew that, okay, I've given this a good like 1,500 hours plus, probably more than, yeah, probably way more than that actually, like thousands, a few thousands of hours. The ROI at the end of the day wasn't, it, it's not, it wasn't the best for me. It was positive, but it wasn't the best for me. And I just knew from an emotional standpoint in that particular scenario, it would, I think I talked about this last video, but basically I came to the conclusion that day trading in particular, it's not for me. The, the emotional aspect, it's just not. I can think things throughout really logically and do a long-term investment and I'll never budge like XRP right now. <laughs> Uh, XR, my XRP is so far down, but I literally don't care. Like every day at the office, like everyone, everyone in the office knows that I'm, I'm an XRP guy. And every time they see XRP go down, they're like, Dave, you okay? You okay? Because I went all in on XRP. Like everything I own is an XRP. Everything. I like sold things, this, that. All I have is XRP. And it's it's come down quite a bit to where it was. I literally have zero emotion to it. There's nothing. I don't even care. I don't even check my account. I don't check my cold storage. I don't check anything. I don't care about it. All I care about is my sell point. That's it. It's a long-term investment. Whether it's six months or five years, I do not care. And that's what I found. Like That just works better for me. And you just have to 
be real with yourself, I think, and just figure, figure yourself out. But for those who are serious on, you know what, I really want to do this day trading thing, I would highly recommend before you deep dive into it, get the book called Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. It's a great, easy read, super good. Um, by the end of that book, you it will help you have a clearer understanding if this is really uh, the best option for you. Um, before we close this off, <clears throat> we have to announce some winners of the live stream. Uh, Stu, oh, okay, thank you, Stu. So, uh, a huge over a huge majority have voted for the five winners of a hundred dollar each. Only like a couple voted for the five hundred. So we will uh, hand out. To five lucky winners, $100 each. Uh, the only requirement is that you have to have a Digital Surge account. If you don't have one right now, that's okay. You just have to sign up. We will deposit the money in your account. So how are we gonna pick the winners, Stu? What are we doing? Uh, I'll just, okay, let me open my phone. Let me check this out, everyone. Hello, everyone. Oh, there's so many people watching, that's really cool. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's just call some names out. So the names that I call, what you're gonna need to do is contact live chat support after this. And you're gonna have to take a screenshot of your YouTube channel so we can see that you are actually the owner of the account that I'm calling out, if that makes sense. We will be checking, don't be dodgy. Um, <laughs> all right, so five people, here we go, um, at random. First winner for $100, Richard Robinson. Thank you. Second, Linda Franks. Uh, third, James Flores. Fourth, Raxit Raval. And let's just close my eyes and just kind of. Bah, 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 bah. Jade O'Shea. O'Shea? O'Shea, sorry. Jade O'Shea. They're the five winners, $100 each. Congratulations, you amazing people. Um, lastly, if you didn't know, if you haven't seen these, we have this amazing Bitcoin. It is a custom digital surge Bitcoin. It's a heavy coin in a black velvet case. If you're interested, I'm not gonna shill it much more than that. The link's in the description. Express shipping and standard shipping, Australia and New Zealand. They are selling like hotcakes, by the way. People love these, they have a whole bunch of good reviews. They're not these cheap, crappy ones that you find on eBay. Um, custom mold, we worked with the manufacturer ourselves. Protective casing, nice black velvet case, perfect to sit on any desk. Any last words for you, Jude? Yeah, as we were saying before, um, talking, I don't think we talked about like people learning, mm. like when they should apply technical analysis. right? really. Uh, and so from uh, just going to say like, yeah, if, it depends on what kind of trader you want or investor you want to be. Like you said, if you want to do day trading, obviously you need to learn technical analysis. Mm. Um, if you want to take more control of like when you enter and exit a trade, maybe no, no, if you're a long-term investor and you just want to take control of like when you enter to get the best return on investment, makes then technical analysis, yeah, makes a really big like difference. If you just even know the basics of TA, it could be the difference of like 20% extra in and 20% extra out. Yeah. Like real basics. Yeah. Like, yeah, big difference. Yeah, it's happened to many times. Like, many. you know, to, like, my biggest holding is Tesla. Yep. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I, I luckily for me, I think I got in 
the highest I've ever bought Tesla is like 700 and something and now the market's down so I'm like so, super happy. Uh, but like, you know, it got to 1,000, 1,200 at some point in time. Luckily for me, I didn't buy. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, maybe doing some technical analysis would have said, hey, maybe, you know, this price is sort of quite high and mm-hmm. I should wait until it drops to like a certain point and then I get in. Yeah. And that way reduces my cost in terms of like um, Tesla. Um, also, like as Nadim said, you could also have like rules because technical analysis isn't necessarily drawing some random lines on a yeah. chart, right? You could even just use like moving averages yeah. where you say, I'm only going to buy when, you know, the thing is below the 200-day moving average, yeah. for example. It's pretty good. That, that's, yeah. that, those are like he said, rules. Basics. Those yeah. are just basic rules. And, you, yeah. you know, you know you have like whatever money sitting, it hits that point, you buy as much as you can um, and things like that. But yeah, yeah so okay. there are different ways to do it cool thanks everyone um next week i am going to try my very best to do an interview with none other than the co-founder of digital surge joshua lehman he's an amazing very fun exciting person to talk to a very smart person i am hoping i can force him for an interview, he's so busy. It's so difficult to book him in. But I'm trying. I'm going to really try, guys, next Friday um, to get Joshua in. Um, maybe they should leave some comments. Yeah, and, yeah. And say, hey, Joshua. Maybe harass him a little bit. Yeah. Just like bombard live chat. Be like, we want Josh. <laughs> we want Josh on the live chat. Um, I can literally see him just walking down here. He has no idea we're talking about him. <laughs> he just smiled at me. <laughs> but uh, it would be amazing. So um, that's that's my goal. Let's try and make that happen for next Friday's session. Until then, everyone, take care. We appreciate your time, and we will see you soon. Salute. That was good.